Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by Brody. What's up? And that's it. It's just the two of us today. <laughs> uh, a little bit late on the episode, uh, and I'm afraid it's going to have to be a quick one because I've delayed the start with some technical difficulties at my end. So let's get straight into it, Brody. You've been playing a lot of games recently, a lot of games that I want to talk about. Um, no? Perhaps... Let's start with Cuphead, because you, you've been playing a bit of that. A bit of that. I've not played any yet, sadly, um, but it's certainly getting a lot of buzz, a lot of people excited about this game. Share some of your thoughts about it. Um, yeah, I've played a load of Cuphead in the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, as of a lot of my friends, I've got a lot of them into it as well, um, mm-hmm. much to their chagrin, because it's obviously a very <laughs> frustrating sort of game. But, I've um, heard that. Yeah, like, if you like... I'm a, I'm a really big fan of like the real difficult platformers and stuff like your yeah, thousand one spikes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've heard some, some comparisons to like super meat boy as well in terms of like yeah, the level of sort of contra and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, how do you sort of like find the like rewarding nature of it? Cause obviously those like harder games when you do sort of like beat a boss or something, you do kind of get like a big kick out of it. Is that is that sort of like what kind of keeps you going through it? Like, it, despite it sort of getting hard, I mean, obviously yeah. it looks kind of beautiful presentation wise. But is it is it rewarding mm. as well? Is that what gets you through it? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think it is. I mean, you've obviously got that end of level reward screen where you get graded and all that sort of stuff, and people always mm-hmm. love that sort of thing. It's sort of you strive to always get like the highest rank you can and all that sort of thing. But um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the the feeling of grinding at something for so long. Like, cause I'm I'm not the sort of person who'll who'll go to bed and come back to it fresh. Like, I'll, I'll grind at a level until I get it. Right. So, um, yeah. So there was a, a couple of long stints there, like trying to beat levels in Cuphead, where I was just like getting so tired, and then I'd finally do it, and then like uh-huh. just rel- relief would wash over me, and then I'd just sort of go back and do it again, like get stuck on the next boss, and like I think I've probably played it for like two days now, total time. Mm-hmm. Because I got th- I got through the whole campaign, which is like brutal hard, and then mm. like you you unlock like another difficulty, which is like harder again, and I'm like, oh man, what? Yeah, to try and get like 200 percent completion, and cause it's similar to Super Meat Boy in that regard. Like they have the Dark World and all that sort of stuff, sure. Where it's where it's like extra hard, but um, yeah, I sort of didn't see it coming, and yeah, yeah, I hadn't even heard of that. I didn't I didn't realize there was like yeah, a new that, game that might be that might be spoilers, I suppose, but um. Yeah, so I guess it's got the hooks in me. I'll definitely try and get through and do it all. But um, yeah. But you do have other games on the go as well. Like you've most recently reviewed Middle Earth: Shadow of War as well. You gave it. You gave it an eight. What was some of your reasoning for that? Um, <clears throat> I think it's just the fact that it is a pretty engrossing sort of action game, and like I haven't played a lot of those lately. Like I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed, but mm. in sort of the meantime. It's just, um, and, like, it's hard to look past, like, the Nemesis system. Like, it's just such a good uh-huh. engine. Like, um, like, I'll, I'll go into a level, say, and, like, I'll just stumble across a captain who, uh, like, they just, like, create all these, like, good backstories for, like, these characters. And, like, they I love remember- some of their names as well. They're so goofy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, like they, they remember you as well. Like, and, like, uh-huh. one can kill me, for example, one time, and then I'll run into him three hours later, and he'll just trash talk me. <laughs> and it's just it's just stuff like that that I love and it it just feels like it's got like a real ecosystem that's like living and breathing it feels like you're actually part of the world uh-huh and obviously Lord of the Rings has a 
a very sort of complete and engrossing law to begin with so to sort of expand on that even if it sort of maybe strays from canon here and there it's still obviously a pretty interesting established world Mm. I mean, there's just so many games out at the moment that I fear it's, it's a, one that I'm not going to get around to playing. Yeah, it's, a bu- year, it's, but it's such a busy month. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but I, I do want to get back to it. I never played the first one as well, but I always loved the idea of that Nemesis system. I just think that's such a sort of um, unique sort of feature in a game that I'm amazed mm. that no one's thought about previously like it just seems like when I heard the idea for the first time I was like oh that seems like such a no brainer like that's so clever yeah um, and like I love that um, obviously you interrogate like lesser units to try and get information about like the captains and stuff like that so you can like uncover their weaknesses and stuff and I, I just uh-huh. like how unique that is in it, in its uh-huh. own way sort of you gotta um, do your intel and all that sort of stuff and some of the um, strengths that uh, some of the bad guys have, like, one of them has, like, a skill called adaptive, where it, like, adapts to your moves. Like, if you use, uh, like, the same attacks over and over again, so you've got to change up your style and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really cool. Like, it's all so varied, and, and it feels fresh, like, constantly. Yeah, I assume Destiny's on the back burner for you now, yeah? Like, you're sort of put that to the, the side for the time being. Oh, sorry, you just cut out. Okay, yeah. Oh, did I? I assume I assume Destiny's uh, on the back burner for you now. Then, yeah, you're too busy. With yeah, other things. and and partly because I've I've managed to hit like 305 on all three of my characters, so which is the max light at the moment. So I'm sort of gonna put it aside right. until maybe my raid team is ready to do the prestige raid when it drops next week or the week after, whenever that is, or right, when the DLC okay. drops in December. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're pretty much at that point already. Did you have any time to play the uh, Battlefront, Battlefront beta? I didn't, chance? unfortunately. I really wanted to. Did you play it? Mm. I, I did play a bit, yeah. I quite I quite enjoyed what, it. What, um, I mean... Also, what, what did it have in it? Did it ha- I know it had, like, Starfighter Assault, but did it have, like, on-ground stuff? Yeah, it had, like, uh, Starfighter Assault. It had... Um, what, I can't remember what the game mode is now, but it's, like, one of these sort of objective-based ones where you sort of got to <laughs> capture a point, and then the point shuffles backwards, so you've got, like, an uh, attack so, and yeah, a sort defender of, sort of thing. It's all all set on Naboo sort of droids versus clones. Sort of like that, that sort of Battlefront thing. one. Uh, um, Battlefield I one. primarily... Yeah, like the, the Battlefield yeah. Rush mode yeah, or something yeah. like that, right? Um, and uh, I... I, I primarily played that just because that tends to be sort of my preferred game mm-hmm. mode in, in these types of games anyhow um, and I really enjoyed it it was it felt really good um, it was amazingly sort of realized um, I think the class structure is a whole lot better than the uh, the first game I'm glad they've sort of brought that back yeah. um, it feels yeah it feels it feels kind of fresh enough but also building upon what uh, the first Battlefront did so well too. Um, so you got to get my hands on, on more of that. Mm. Um, but Battlefront creeps into the news this week um, because uh, there was some controversy surrounding the uh, loot boxes that have been included in the game, um, as there has been with a lot of games at the moment that are all seem to be including loot boxes. Mm. Um, they've kind of come out and clarified some details about what exactly will be in the loot boxes, what won't be, how it sort of affects balance, 
balance, all that sort of thing, uh, you can head over to the website at pressstart.com.au to read our full post there with all the, the nitty gritty details about that. Um, but Brody, I wanted to pick your brain about, about loot boxes because they seem to be the sort of focal point in the industry right now. Everyone's sort of critiquing, mm. critiquing loot boxes. They have, of course, like been around for a wee while now. Um, but at the moment, there seems to be this like particular surge of them um, all of a yeah. sudden. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, I guess, what your opinion on loot boxes overall uh, is is overall. Um, but also, how do you how do you do a good loot boxes? Like, when are loot boxes okay? When are they when are they not okay? Yeah, it's it's, it's really tough. Like, it's such a grey area. I mean, I think in multiplayer games, it should probably be limited to aesthetic uh, like aesthetic things and like cosmetics. Not necessarily, because I understand. I think what I've understood so far about the Star Wars ones is that they do include things that can, uh, like, sort of see you go into matches with an advantage over other players, mm. which is not what you want, because then you're creating a yeah. Because you can get like weapons yeah. and star cards, which are sort of like affect your ability. Yeah, are they, are they like similar yeah. to like burn cards from Titanfall? Uh, I th- like think... one use sort of cards. I I don't. Um, the star cards might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. anyway. So, I'm so that sort of thing sure like the... promotes a pay-to-win culture, which is kind of gross uh, in terms of like multiplayer games. It's not what you want to see. I mean, Destiny at its heart is a very multiplayer-based sort of game. Granted, there's a lot of PvE, but PvP is a large part of it as well. Mm-hmm. And like the only things you can get out of... Because that game's got loot boxes as well. Um, the only things you can get out of those are all cosmetic things like uh, shaders for guns and like uh, new ships and stuff like that nothing that will actually give you a tangible advantage and like which is as it should be I think right but like I'm I'm sort of on the same token I'm sort of fine with Shadow of Wars microtransactions because it's a single player game Mm -hmm. and I mean like not not everyone has 60 hours to sit through an action RPG like that, and if they want to pay their way to the end, I don't see a, an issue with that because it's not hurting anyone else. Wasn't there some late game content though, like Shadow War, that was was sort of like only accessible or sort of really only accessible if you had sort of uh, my uh, understanding is that it, if you had items, yeah, well, no, I, I think my understanding is that you could grind to, to get those items. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot of people, right? Okay. Time. And and I guess that no, that's sort yeah. of like a critique on, uh, like Shadow of War's side content. I guess like their their repetitive, like side missions and stuff like that. People don't want to have to sit through hours and hours mm. of that to like just reach the end, which I sort of I, I I can see where they're coming from with that regard. But you don't. I don't think you need to buy the loot boxes. I might be wrong about that, but I don't think you need to buy them to see like the true end game and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I'm in sort of agreement with you there that like loot boxes really should be um, strictly for sort of cosmetic yeah. items. Um, anything that sort of really affects like the balance of a game or kind of gives you access to additional content or whatever outside of of paid DLC. Yeah, like um, I mean, if you could really, if you could get like a loot box for like Doom or something like that, that gives you like the BFG from the get go, that would just like make multiplayer so unbalanced and just unfair. So yeah. yeah, they they really should shut that down. Yeah, it's a it's a fine it yeah, it's a fine line. I I think you I think you gotta walk. Um and I think we're sort of in this period at the moment where uh 
people are like well, i guess like developers and publishers are still trying to figure out um how far exactly they they can push it um so they're trying to sort of find that sort of happy medium i guess with you know his content that entices people to get these these loot boxes mm. um that you know making making the purchase of loot boxes worthwhile without making it kind of essential or in any way tempting yeah. um and yeah, I, I guess like, I, and I've played like a lot of games where where loot boxes are a part of it, and I can't say I've ever bought a loot box. Um, mm. I mean, I, uh, I one think of the first things I wrote for um, there's like, I think press start was the fact that I spent like seventy dollars on like loot boxes for Overwatch, and uh, just to just to get one. Skin. Oh wow! And I didn't end up getting the skin from the loot boxes, Damn. but I got enough coins from the loot boxes to be able to afford the the skin anyway. And uh, honestly, right. I've never played the game since then. Like it just—I don't know. It just—it just turned me dark on it for some reason. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like that's that's part of the difficulty with with these loot boxes, I guess. When there is just that like slim chance of getting that one one thing you want, and you start to you start to sort of fall and into that trap. Interestingly, is it the um, ESRB or whatever it is, the classification? Board in America, yeah, they've come out and said like uh-huh. that loot loot boxes aren't uh-huh. going to be considered gambling, even though I guess in a way they technically yeah. are, because like you're paying to try and get a certain uh, like piece of content maybe, and like you'll just keep funneling money in until you get it. Yeah, I think it depends which sort of lens you view it from. Like if like as you described, you you were getting those loot boxes to get one specific mm. thing. I suppose it is sort of gambling. Like if you're constantly sort of like taking that risk to get one particular item then i suppose mm. it is but if you then look at it from <clears throat> well you're just spending money and you are getting something in return yeah then it might not necessarily be that one thing you want but if you don't care about the one thing you want you just want whatever contents is true. in the loot box then you are getting that then it's just a straight yeah, transaction true. right it's, it's not like so that. i think like that's yeah, it's like it's like you know like it's like at school fairs they have like lucky dips i don't see it being any different from yeah, a lucky so. dip and I think I think it's kind of like how you're hard pressed to sort of say that a lucky dip at a school fair is is gambling. Um, it certainly has gambling elements, though. Uh, it certainly has an addictive nature. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, so I think yeah, I think sort of like collectively as as a community, in, including both publishers and developers, we need to sort of find uh, find the correct way to handle this and the correct way to approach it. Um, and I think it probably does need to be like treated with some like some degree of consideration mm. for those that maybe do have sort of like addictive yeah. tendencies. I feel like there is um, a correct way to handle it. It's just that some developers don't have a handle on that yet because obviously the community's already been mm. very vocal about what they think. It's up. To, it's up to uh, yeah. yeah developers to listen now. Honestly, like we were talking Overwatch, I think Overwatch does a pretty good yeah, job. I agree. Like the, you can you can get loot boxes by leveling pretty, up, so, yeah, like pretty consistently by yeah by leveling up. You know, doing the certain arcade mm. missions or whatever on, yeah. on each day. And, um, and Destiny's the kind same. Kind of completing those those challenges. And Destiny and yeah, Destiny so does every the time same, you level yeah. up, you get a bright um, or whatever it is, and you get your uh, cosmetic items through that. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's not a bad approach to it. And then if you just like, if you're, I guess, impatient or like you want, you want like a bunch of loot boxes or whatever, um, then you can do it that yeah. way. Um, or if you've just got the expendable, yeah, I don't know, I like, income, I suppose. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, 
I'm sure it's a topic we're going to revisit another day, though. It's uh, I can't imagine that debate's going anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon. Um, but on the topic of Overwatch, uh, let's chat a little bit about Blizzard recently. They were teasing in some new uh, job listings uh, that they were looking for some new hires to work on a new project, uh, and they needed to sort of be intimately familiar with the Overwatch property. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has led many to believe that Overwatch 2 is in the works. Um, we've both played a bit of Overwatch in our time. Uh, would you be excited for a, a second uh, second Overwatch? Um, yeah, possibly. If it was like sort of all started afresh and all that sort of thing, and I could maybe just get into it from the, the ground up again, then maybe I would because I know with mm-hmm. this... Uh, not Destiny, sorry. With Overwatch 1 now, I'm obviously I'm so far behind that I just don't see the sense in jumping back in. But if it was all... And I remember my time with it. I did enjoy until I started getting stomped by teams that were just too organized and obviously rolling in like some a clan, a clan <laughs> setting sort of thing. Because I, I was always just like a yeah. lone wolf quick player player. So I'd just get matched with people like me, I guess, and we'd have no cohesion and we'd just get rolled. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah so I mean, if, if I could sort of, yeah, get in on it from like the start again, I, I could definitely see myself buying it and just trying to give it a go, but... Um, if it carries on and I, which I, I don't think they will, to be honest, I think they'll, they will start fresh. Um, yeah, I'd be in. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I, I always saw Overwatch as more of like a, a platform, I guess, that they sort of like consistently built on top of. Um, but I suppose there's like no harm in sort of, yeah, starting again, yeah, sort I'm... of, uh, maybe doing some sort of engine upgrades and sort of just changing the sort of look of the game slightly or yeah. something, you know, the, the, Obviously, like it's been a, a couple of years. I'm a bit now surprised since, that since Overwatch came I'm out. I'm surprised that you say that there could be a second one. I kind of assumed that they they would just continually. Because I mean, there's no reason why they can't just like put those updates in the base game now. Like they could surely just put out a massive patch that just reworks everything. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would have thought the same as well. But I don't know. Perhaps they want to kind of affect it sort of like a, a deeper level sort of i don't know i i don't know enough about about specifically games development yeah. to to really get to the degree could, of that it couldn't be that they just want more um, money could it <laughs> with all those loot boxes yeah. um yeah i mean it's a possibility but you know like i i'm all I'm, i don't know i'm all for, for sort of like refinement and progression and if they sort of kind of go back and and uh, and tweak it sort of here and there, maybe even sort of like an engine level. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that'd be that'd be I, neat. I feel, you know, I'm sure there'd be a lot of hype and excitement yeah. for oh, it. Oh, there'll be hype for sure. But I feel like it to justify a sequel. I feel like <laughs> it needs to be fundamentally different. Like it needs to be noticeably different. Like for example, like Destiny Two. I feel like that could have easily just been mm-hmm. another expansion for the base Destiny game. In all, in all honesty, like so, yeah. it needs to be sort of tangibly different from that. Because while I'm obviously happy with Destiny and I've put so many hours in already that it really doesn't bother me, but I, I can see that sort of like people who pay attention would kind of be irked with Destiny 2 as a sequel when it probably didn't need to be a mm. full-blown sequel, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting that actually what sort of kind of continues down. Um, I, I, yeah, like I wonder like how big like the, the leaps in sort of technology are going to be sort of going forward and like if you... Because, I mean, like, I, I'm thinking, like, in terms of Overwatch, like, the, we've gone and got more, not necessarily on consoles, but we've got, like, these, these like, pros and Xbox 
One X is coming out, and obviously yeah. PCs are getting more powerful all the time. Is it going to be sort of like a purely sort of like power based upgrade? Like, hey, there's more we can sort of do with the tech now. Like, we can make all the text just look a bit nicer. So we're just going to sort of like go go back to the start and you know add in a few things here and there, which I imagine would have been like the case with Destiny as well, where they just kind of wanted yeah. to uh, kind of stretch a little bit further than they could initially. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I like I like what you're saying. I kind of like the idea of, of platform-based games. It's something that I have would be keen to see, like, the likes of Call of Duty and FIFA do, where you kind of, like, get that that one yeah. that one game, I guess. And, and every year you're sort of, like, downloading, like, the new campaign and the new multiplayer yeah. maps and all and, I mean, the I'd, 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 and stuff like that. I don't know. I'd still be happy to pay for all that. Yeah, I just don't absolutely. want to have to go and get another a game disc, like, when it's just all going to run off the same engine, essentially. Yeah, like yeah, yeah just cre- create the it, platform. It is like that like extra faff of like having a separate install file and having to get that separate yeah. disc off your shelf. I know we're like you know first of all problems like an, at the moment, but like it's yeah, not you yeah. can't just leave that Destiny one disc in and play all the Destiny two content. You need that Destiny two disc, and it's like yeah, that's right. Yeah, is that is that really is that really necessary, or can I not just have it all like sat on the hard drive ready to play at a moment's notice? Mm. But, Anyhow, I'm trying to think um, of any games that do do that, but I don't think there are at the minute that I can think of anyway. No, yeah. I mean, maybe like some of your big MMOs or something like that, but I don't really know much about. Yeah, them. like big, yeah, big MMOs. Um, I was going to say even like Counter Strike, but Counter Strike's not done that because they've released different iterations. Yeah, yeah. I can't. There's not not too many examples of that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap up the show then. First, uh, by lastly talking about uh, Star Wars, the new Star Wars trailer, because uh, I can't, you know, have an episode of the Starcast without talking about Star Wars. We've already talked about Battlefront, <laughs> and now I want to talk about the new trailer. Um, we talked briefly at the start of the show because I wanted to see if you had seen it, and you hadn't seen it, but you did have a reason yeah. for not watching it. What was your reason for not watching it? Yeah, well, I've seen... Have there been two before this one? Uh, yeah, there's just been one before this. Thing. There was, like, a teaser, and then uh, there was, like, a first trailer. This is, like, the second trailer? Yeah, like, right? I, I saw the first trailer, like, where she, like, touches the ground, and, like, the stones come up and all that sort of stuff, and then... Yeah. I think you see Luke at the end of it or something. Well, maybe you don't. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just sort of want to go in more blind, I guess, than I have with Star Wars movies previously. Mm. Like, because I feel like there's obviously a lot of mystery surrounding this one with, like... I, I did see some of the posters and stuff, and it makes it kind of look like that Luke might be aligned with the dark. Obviously, I don't think that is going to happen, but mm. I just want to go in sort of a little more blind and just try and... Because I yeah. feel like teasers and trailers now tend to give more away than they should. Oh, for sure. Like, like And there's even a new Justice League trailer out that I'm going to avoid, even though I'm like deadly excited for that. So. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm mm. morbidly curious, I would say, about, <laughs> about Justice League. Um, yeah, but I, I, I liked Batman vs Superman, so what can I say? Did you now? Huh. I did. I really did. Huh. I, I generally like Zack Snyder movies. I know people are going to want to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to fight Brody, just tweet him. That's what Matt seems to do all the time. Yeah, because um, yeah, like, I, 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 I grappled with this with Star Wars, because uh, yeah. Ryan Johnson came out, the director, obviously, of Episode Eight, and, and he mm-hmm. said that avoid the trailer because it is sort of like heavily heavily spoiler laden I was like hmm that's I don't Mm. like it that the director is saying that that doesn't go well with me and it came out and I kind of waited a few hours and I was like I can't do it like I can't stay clear of this trailer like I was seeing people talking about it and screenshots and gifts and I was like I'm pretty much seeing it anyway I'm just may as well watch the damn video Uh, and I did I, I 
and yeah, it was. It was a great trailer. Um, it's not. I mean, I think I think it's just that we've had like Star Wars is back now, but I remember those kind of first few Force Awakens trailers just really sort of amping me up, like even even mm. reducing me to tears. I'm not ashamed to say, um, <laughs> and and it might just be that the, the sort of novelty that has passed now, but they've not quite affected me in the same way. Um, that being said, I didn't think it was that spoilerish, really. Like it, okay. you can't read too much into trailers. I don't think like. They're deliberately they, sort of. They deliberately mislead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. I just kind of took it for face value, didn't think about it too much, um, and uh, and enjoyed it, and didn't feel like I had any any plot points really spoiled for me. It's made me more mm. excited for the film, I think, rather than less excited, which I guess is what a trailer is intending to to do. Um, lastly, though, uh, do are you familiar with porgs? Do you know what a porg is? I uh, I've seen the articles go up. Yeah. yeah. I sort seems... of seen. I think Shannon's tweeted a few things about porgs, and I assume it's just any, some like, some little creature or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a new sort of creature. There, I guess they're ad- they're adding in. Do you have any sort of opinions towards porgs at all? Um, vote one porgs. I've got nothing against but, them. Yeah, nor you know, have I. If the, if they're the new Jar Jar Binks, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, did, I think they did such a good job with BB-8. Like, he was so kind of cute and lovable and didn't sort of detract yeah. from the plot too much. If they can do the same again with Porgs, it's fun, you know. Yeah. I'd get it's a cuddly is, is, toy. Is it, Why not? Is, it, is, it, is his name Porgs, or is there a plural of it? Is this... I, think they're, I think they're the species are called Porgs. Oh, I could okay. be wrong on that, but I think, right. yeah, I think that's what the species is called. Yeah, well, I mean, Anyhow. he'll sell merchandise, won't he? He will, he will. Porgs are cool. There it is, guys. We got it there. Uh, and with that, let's yeah. bring that into what was episode 117 of the Startcast. Remember to subscribe to us on the podcast service cho- service of your choice, including Podcast One. Uh, what do I usually do from here? As well as visiting the website at pressstart.com.au. I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Uh, I've been joined today by Brody. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most socials at Brody underscore DG. Uh, I want to do a quick plug as well um, for our PAX panel. Uh, PAX Australia is rapidly approaching. Yes. Uh, and we have a panel on the Friday night of PAX Oz at 9.30pm in the Galar Theatre. Uh, we're going to yeah. be having a fun night with the SNES Classic Mini. It's going to be sort of just like a, a social sort of gaming night. It's going to be a laugh. Um, I'm gutted that I'm not going to be there, but you'll be there when you, Brody. We'll be there. I will be there. I'm going to try and put on an, an honorary uh, crowd participation game of What the Wiki, I believe. Ooh. With perhaps a, with, with perhaps a nice prize. Ooh, cool! That sounds like great yeah. fun. I wasn't. I hadn't heard of that. That's great. That's yeah, I, be... I put it to Shannon the other week. Oh, so, right. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Ah, it's just making me feel even more yeah, left out. You miss, you're missing out, man. You're missing out. I am. I am. I'll be back. I'll be back soon. I'll be back soon. Uh, the other thing I wanted we to quickly plug out is our mailing list as well. Uh, good way to keep up to date with all the latest news as well as what competitions are running over the site. You can uh, just hit the, the mailing list link over at the website. But until next time, I've been Ewan. Happy gaming. Bye. Bye.